I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash mega and use code mega to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional mega church. We are here, Lord, we are here, and we're ready, ready to Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where we're giving our mega church a tiny family feel by introducing you to members of our church staff and community every single week. It is a true treat and it is a treasure. Well, per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Highs, everybody. It is lit, Hallie. How was your week, my brother? Uh, it was amazing. You know, Hallie, one of my biggest dreams finally came true. <gasps> Being a senior pastor? No, 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 no. Sally, I'm going to be a social media influencer. Oh, that is awesome. I was contacted by this great company. It's called Rise and Grind Social Media Influencer Engine Accelerator.com. And they contacted me and basically were like, Gray, we think you would be great to pair with one of our brands to be an, an influencer. So what do you have to do? What's an influencer, well, really? you know, I just sign on to that easy-to-remember website, and uh, they basically pair me with a different company that wants me to promote their products and I got my first one this week it's Riffy Boy Jean Company that is so cool I wondered is that what you're wearing because those yeah these are Riffy Boy jeans and kind of the concept behind Riffy Boy is you know how like in the I guess it was in the 70s they had bell bottoms yeah Riffy Boy is kind of taking it and turning on it on its head and these are you know bell bottoms are big on the bottom a small up top. These are big up top, small on the bottom. A reverse bell. A, yeah, so that's that's kind of this cool new look. So, yeah, if you go to my uh, Instagram right now, I'll be wearing a lot of Riffy Boy this week, and you can uh, put in the hashtag Gray, uh, Gray Riffy Boy, or put in the promo code Gray, and uh, and get some discounts on these cool jeans. That is awesome. They kind of remind me of like those rodeo clowns where it's like no. all big around the waist and it has to have suspenders to hold them on. No. Well, see, so the other cool thing, Hallie, is I got all my Climax kids. I said, if you want to go on winter retreat, 
all you have to do is instead of you know signing up through my email or whatever is join on the riffy boy and uh sign up and get the and you know if you get a pair of riffy boy jeans with my hashtag and my promo code then you can go on winter retreat so So that was a big incentive for them but with them being all open up top i'm afraid i would like get chips and dips falling down in there and stuff i would get crumbles and crackers and stuff like do things fall in the top there because it's open like a bell at the top no, I don't really eat chip tally, so that's not a problem. Oh. Hey, how was your week? Oh, I'm so excited because we're fami- we're planning our family Disney uh, trip for spring break. And I'm oh, just cool. getting so excited. And, you know, it's cool. I don't know if you've been there in the last few years, but they're getting really, like, technically advanced where, like, Disney takes your fingerprint when you come and go from the park. And I think it's so cool because it just makes it so much more convenient. Although my son, Day, he won't do it and he has to go in the longer line because he's, like, protecting his data and his personal information <sighs> and ID and stuff because he thinks, like, corporate overlords are monetizing us and marketing to us and transitioning us into AI or some nonsense. And I'm like, fine, go stand in the longer line. I'm in here having fun in the Magic Kingdom. And you know what? I say Disney can have my identity. They can have my info. They can have whatever they want because they are wholesome and they do G-rated movies and I trust them. I mean, I've got nothing to hide. They can have my fingerprints. See? So having a Disney trip coming up, you know, normally, Gray, I would use it punitively to keep Day behaving, you know? I would say, Day, if you don't get your act together, buddy boy, you're not going to Disney. Uh But now he like doesn't even care about Disney and he's like getting too old or thinking he's too cool for school or something and so I don't know he's like I'd love to stay home you all go I I, I don't want to go I don't want to do it and and so I have to think of other ways to punish him well what did he do well lately he's been because he's a digital native he's able to get all this information online and he's always trying to correct me and tell me that Facebook and Fox News isn't news can we say that anymore digital native I don't know Oh, is that racist? Maybe. Oh, everything is. But anyway, so he's all like, you know, the Internet and social media is radicalizing people like you, Mom, and you don't understand how the algorithms are using mind control to capitalize on anxieties and keep us agitated so you stay committed to the programming that Uh. they want to keep you addicted and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. So this week he did some presentation for me on his iPad about megachurches. And I was like, oh, he's trying to get me right between the ribs right where I live. And he said, did you know that megachurches in the U.S. were used by the big Coke brand? Brothers and Cambridge Analytica, like evidently what he was saying is the Koch brothers, they have a charity and they use that charity to fund and commission this Cambridge Analytica. I don't know what that is. Sounds like an Ivy League school. And they they use this software company called Glue, G-L-O-O. Sounds totally made up. And um, they built this software platform for churches to use. And I said, you know what, Day, I think that's awesome that they're focusing on helping ministries. And Day said, well, the churches didn't even realize that it was built to target vulnerable people and get these people in churches and get their money and convert them to far right politics and you know i said i said day there's a reason it's called far right and i like being far right the reason that the right is called right is because we are right that's correct see and i said to him i says i says day if you become a liberal i'll use your college fund to go to disney and he said you know what i could become a coder or some other silicon valley garbage stuff that i don't understand and he said he doesn't even need to go to college so Uh, pray for me gray i mean seriously great if i raise a leftist socialist baby eater i will just be so ashamed and humiliated for the rest of my life and you know what i blame the internet and social media for manipulating these young minds and capitalizing on their anxieties i mean the only thing the Koch brothers do that i think is bad is they put a lot of sugar in the drinks Mm, that makes me want a diet coke oh ow 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 ow, great what happened i just spilled my freaking coffee down the top of my riffy boys oh burned your beans
Jesus shook the dust of Nazareth off his feet. Our guest today shakes the dust of Indianapolis off and takes lucky travelers to Disneyland. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Dav Fiyun. Hello, hello, fellow church members. Great to see you on a weekday. So lovely to see you. <laughs> it is just so nice to see you, Dav. And, uh, you know, I guess every time I even see you around the halls of the church, I'm going, M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. You know, I say, and I say that to you, and you always laugh. I do. It's just a really funny joke that we do. Well, in your defense, I am usually singing it as well, so it's in your head. Like. That is right. Well, tell tell the listeners a little bit about uh, you know you do you have such an important and specific role here at the church. I do. Um, I do. And you found your niche in 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 a in a ministry that really takes people uh, and and shows them the magic. Uh, what I would say the magic of not only uh, Disneyland but also the gospel. So every year, I plan a trip to Disneyland over there in southern sunny uh, Southern California. Yeah. And I take a group of people with us, usually families. Uh-huh. Uh, and we go and enjoy the Magic Kingdom, and what I like to say is the Magic Kingdom of God. Yes. That is <laughs> yes. so cool. It's... I mean, I've heard amazing reviews about these trips that you do, and because you know, some people, with the church, you, know, you can go to the Holy Land, we do missions trips, but most people say this is the trip that you want to go on if you really want to get in touch with your spiritual life. And I believe that God placed that passion on your heart, Dov. I think that um, Disney is so wholesome. They, they tell stories that I believe are ultimately just telling the story of the gospel over and over, right? That these are stories of redemption, totally. um, atonement. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, and, so, and, and they're so wholesome and it's so family friendly. And I know you sometimes you take just the Climax kids and sometimes you take whole families, but I just think it's so, it, it really redeems that Southern California uh, Thing that, that Disney's there because it can be such a wicked place with Hollywood and all that. But down, I hear down in the OC, in the OC, they're red and they're uh, mostly all GOP down there. And that's where Disney is. Thank goodness gracious. And so you get down there and you honor God by allowing Christians to take in the magic kingdom and the splendor of that kind of entertainment and the, the rides and all that. So absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. And you're right. That sunny Southern California could be a dark place despite all that sunshine, but Disneyland and the OC, Ooh, they brighten that place right back up. I'll tell you what, it is something to see. <laughs> so take us through, like, what does it look like when you go there? How are you actually synthesizing, you know, this awesome place with this awesome set of stories that, that, that we that we believe in. So we go ahead and we get into that park, and it is something to see. I got to tell you, right, you go down, go down the streets of Main Street right there, right, and meeting all the shops and whatnot, it is gorgeous. <laughs> you feel like you're just in anywhere USA, but that anywhere is free of crime and free of hate and full mm-hmm. of love. Now, Dov, you know, uh, some of my teens from Climax did go on one of these trips, and they said, you know, I, I, and I don't mean this is a, is a critique as much as I'm just kind of curious, which is, you know, they said, um, they got to run amok in the park all day long, which is great. You know, they're there to have fun. But they said that, you know, when you ask them, you know, what kind of Bible stories did they learn today, they found it very easy to just go ahead and say Jesus for any of the rides. So, like, for, you know, for Peter Pan, they're like, you said, you know, what does Peter Pan represent? Uh, and they were like, well, he never gets to grow up, so Jesus. And then they go to Space Mountain, and they're like, okay, what does that represent? And they're like, well, Jesus is everywhere. He's even in space, so Jesus. Yeah. And then they go on the log flume ride, and it's like, well, the log didn't sink. Jesus walked on water. Jesus. What do you say to these kids that are just saying Jesus to every single ride? I say, 
sounds like you got Jesus on the brain uh-huh. all day long, and I like that. Yeah, nothing right, wrong okay, with that. Okay, okay. One of my kids that did go on the Magic Kingdom of God trip uh, last year, um, her name, and I don't like to name names, but her name's Jacqueline Bain, and she she came back and she goes, well, you know, I just don't really know about all this Jesus stuff. And I went, hmm, okay, tell me more. She goes, well, I went on the Mad Teacup ride, and uh, got, you know, I got really dizzy, and I got really discombobulated, and then I started thinking about, you know, all these things that we say are true about Jesus, and she came off the Mad Teacup ride and said, you know, I don't, I don't believe any of it. Oh. So that's maybe a ride that we want to avoid hmm. because, you know, if you if you associate just being dizzy and sick and sort of confused all the time with Jesus, that might, you mm. know, we, mm-hmm. we might lose a few. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. when you take a look at that teacup ride, because you're making a good point right there. Now, who is in charge of the teacup ride? What character? Oh, I have no idea. The Mad Hatter. Oh. The Mad Hatter. Mad. Crazy. Mad. So right there in the name, it should tell us, hey, Maybe this isn't something you go on. Yeah, maybe the Mad Hatter is the evil one, is the devil himself. So you got to be paying attention. You got to be looking around. You got to be listening to things. There's a lot of cues out there to tell you when something's right or wrong if you're paying attention. But if you're just going on things willy nilly, sure, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, pass me that. I'll smoke that. Sure, I'll drink that. I'm not even going to look at the label. I'm not even going to ask you what that is, what's in there. Then who knows? You got to take some responsibility for yourselves. And and true. And you know, I said, you know, she goes, well, it was spinning so fast. I kept spinning it faster and faster. And I said, hey, you were the one spinning that little wheel faster and faster. You could have just sat in the mad teacup ride and had a nice, pleasant ride. But, you know, once you get a little taste, then, then you know, that going back to your idea of free will, hey, you were the one that was spinning the teacup faster and faster. Maybe that's the reason that, you know, now you're on drugs and pregnant, which she is. Oh, well, there oh, we go. That's, that's a, shame. a shame. Now, Dav, do you think that the Magic Kingdom is kind of like an earthly representation of heaven? Hal, you just blew my mind right there. I'm going to tell you what. You just blew my mind because I've been thinking, what is it about this place? All right, there's all these like stories that I can link to Bible stories, all these rides and attractions that I can link to Bible stories. But the overall theme of this place, what is it? You hit the nail on the head. I feel like heaven's got to have a frontier land, an adventure uh-huh. land, a fantasy uh-huh. land, uh-huh. A, a Toontown I mean, yeah. that sounds like heaven if you ask me. So you never go to Disney World, right? You, you, you only do the land. Is that right? Never. Never oh. go to Disney oh. World. I ain't really? going to that swamp-infested hellhole. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Florida. Okay. Um, near Orlando? Yeah. I don't want to bring down this chat, this very cheerful chat. But a gator took my daddy. <gasps> oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, no. And where did he take him? Took him to the other side of the swamp. Florida is so, you know, yeah. there's just a lot of crazy stuff that happens there. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had a problem when you're on one of these trips with um, people maybe having a bit too much fun? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, they have a little thing called the Dole Whip at Disneyland. It's a treat. And, uh, Hal, you'd love this because this thing is chock full of sugar. Okay. Ooh, chock yeah. full of sugar. When people have one, two, maybe three. Boy, they get wired up, and they are Ooh. running amok all around the streets of Disneyland, and it becomes quite a task to wrangle them back in. Oh, baby. That sounds really intense. I mean, how do you know? How do you know about all that? We'll tell you. Because that person I'm describing was me. Oh. Yeah. 
Had three dole-ups in under an hour. Oh, wow. Shoveled down a big old turkey leg into my mouth. Ooh. Had two churros. Ooh, yeah. And I tell you what, I ran into Toontown, and you're not sure which was Roger Rabbit and which was me, because we were both going bonkers. I was losing my mind in there. Oh, no. I was running around. I was in Mickey's house. I was in Minnie's house. I was tossing chairs, throwing around the beds. They could not have gone back there and said, this is our home. Because I had wrecked it. It was unrecognizable by the time I got out of there. I was going crazy. Oh, you know, this makes so much sense now. Because I remember one of my families was saying, I was like, what was your favorite Bible story? And they said Sodom and Gomorrah. And then I was like, well, how does that all play out? And they said, well, a guy uh, a guy lost his mind, tried to fight Roger Rabbit, wrecked his house, and then uh, tried to fight a security guard. And I guess because he got all hopped up on sugar. So I guess that does make sense. So that was you. Yeah, that was me. And what's the story about where... Everyone was turned into a pillar of salt. Was that Sodom and Gomorrah? Yeah. yeah. Lot's well, wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got myself a gumbo over in New Orleans Square, and they put a lot of sodium in that gumbo. And I just, like, stiffened right back up, calmed down. I was not moving around nearly as fast, fast after that point. I was calm. Oh, so you, you were like Lot's wife. Yeah, just the pillar of salt. I hope this doesn't uh, bring up. Um, you know, something awkward, but I'll ask it anyway. You know, uh, I, I did notice the sort of bite mark on, on what would you call that sort of a, I guess it looks like an alligator bite on your face. Um, is that, does that have to do with the dad thing or does that have to do with uh, something else? Well, it does have to do with the dad thing uh, because there was a trade off where we had to go get that gator, my dad from that gator. The gator demanded. One one bite, he got to bite one of us one time. The gate, the gator, the gator demanded. Yeah, not so much in in the English language, but you okay. got a sense that there was a trade oh. that needed to be made before we were going to get our daddy back. So I said, "All right, you can take one swap at me. You get one swap, and that's it. If you get me, then you got me. But if you don't, we all leave." And that biter, that gator took one quick bite, got me in the face, right in my face. But I pulled away quick enough, not quick enough to not leave a mark. But quick enough to get on out of there. So wow. it is definitely part of the, my daddy. But then, then we went over to that Jungle Cruise over there in Disneyland. One of my favorite rides. One of my favorite rides. And I'll tell you what, that story, that ride reminds me of the creation of the world. Yes, that because is it great. Because in Southern California, there's not a lot of jungle-like places. All right, right. Not a lot of jungle-like territory. Uh, but they made one. They made a jungle right there in Southern, uh, sunny Southern California, right there in Anaheim. In fact, it is declared a park. That is an actual park within the park of Disneyland. Wow. That is a great piece of information. Absolutely. And they got they got some fake gators in there. Mm. Well, I had some weird flashbacks, all right, and I jumped into that water, and I said, you give me back my daddy. Mm-hmm. And that animatronic gator opened up its mouth, and it took a swipe at me, and I pulled out just in time, same exact bite marks in the same exact place. Really? So now it's just more pronounced than it used to be because I got oh. I got it done twice. And was that on the dole, same day as the Dole Whips? Oh, yeah, it was a dark day. It was a dark day. Also, arguably the most exciting day, but also a dark day. I got to try a Dole Whip. I really do. You got to try it. And I got a question for you two. Now, who are your favorite characters? Who do you relate to? Oh. I would say I have a three-way tie between Snow White, Belle, and um, Ariel. I think all three of those gals really represent um, sacrificing your life for the greater good, just like Jesus. You well, know? well, well. Well, princess. 
That is cool. You know, I've never actually watched a Disney movie all the way through because I find them a bit boring. Sorry, but, um, you know, I guess, you know, we do Disney movies sometimes for the Climax Kids when we have movie night. I guess I would probably say... Mm, Gaston looks like uh, he's that guy. I mean, I just think he's got, you know, he's pretty built and he seems like pretty he, talented. So. I bet he does CrossFit. Yeah, totally. And I, I like just really think his, I like how his jaw, he's got this amazing thing where his like jaw is like super cut. And I just think that's pretty cool. But I've never seen the movie, so I'm not really sure. Never seen a Disney movie. I know, you know, I just really can't get into it. I don't know. I just, um, I'm like, okay, you know, is there any kind of like, real stuff happening i can't really wrap my brain around it have you ever seen rogue one or a star war movie uh you know hallie i just you know with space i'm just kind of like okay it's pretty impossible to I, i'm just like i really oh, am a dang. concrete thing i guess one disney movie i really got into what was it um are the jason Bourne? is that a disney movie that's not that's not a disney movie <laughs> Oh, it's not. Ah, okay. It's not Shoot. a Disney movie. I was thinking no. Born Identity. Is Born Identity? No, that's also a Jason Bourne movie. That's not uh, part of the Disney universe. Uh, what I, about, oh, you know, um, uh, uh, the Born uh, re, uh, Reborn Redux, uh, Born, uh, the Born Contingency? I don't think that's the a Born, movie. I don't think it's a okay. movie. That may be one Born, of the many books that were written with that character, but I don't think that's a movie. Born Redundancy? No, that but that should be, and some would argue that some of them are basically that type of movie. So you're saying none of the Bourne movies are a Disney? None of the Bourne movies are a Disney property, but you might want to look into, uh, they weren't Disney properties when they came out, but they are now. Uh, Indiana Jones, that sounds something that's kind of Bourne-like, oh. and they do have an Indiana Jones ride at Disneyland, Ooh. and that might be something you might want to take a look at. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I definitely would get into that, I think. Um, but yeah. Uh, the Bourne... Are you sure that not, like, none of the Bourne movies are Disney? Is I think I'm. I think are, if one of them, maybe one of them. I'll, honestly, I think if one of them aren't a Disney movie, they probably all aren't a Disney movie. I would imagine that they're okay. all under the same umbrella from whatever parent company, whether that's I don't know Orion. Are they still a production company? Uh, something along those lines. But you, you want to? If it's okay, here's the thing. With Disneyland, you don't have to love all the characters. Again, you can instead say, "How does this relate to the Bible?" What lesson am I learning while I'm on the Finding Nemo ride? I don't care if right. I ever find Nemo. What I do need to do is find a relationship to God through this ride. All right? So with that ride in particular, you might say, well, when Jesus walked on water, all right, pretty incredible stuff right there. Pretty incredible stuff. Right. We sink right to the bottom in a submarine. We cannot be walking on water. We aren't built that way. Now, we need to have faith in God that he can do it. But we also have to have a little bit of uh, humility and say, we're going to sink right to the bottom. We're going to be looking for Nemo. That's cool. That is so awesome. Now, Dove, you know, you lead families, you lead some teen groups. Um, sometimes I've noticed your adult-only trips. I just always wondered, is there anything odd about uh, grown-ups who just keep going back to these theme parks or uh, like escapism or arrested development? Or is it just that's totally normal? So are you asking if it's weird in any way that some adults maybe go overboard and collecting uh, Minnie Mouse characters and they have a bunch of sweatshirts and they're all like Minnie Mouse or Disneyland or Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck and they are maybe in their 40s or their 50s and they're still like every year we go to a different Disney all right yeah. we don't go see the pyramids or the 
Leaning Tower of Pisa, we always go to a Disney place. You're asking that that's somewhat strange or weird or odd in any way? Yeah. I'd say definitely not. Okay, that's good. Okay. I'd say definitely not. That's good. Because you kind of know what you're going to get. And if you want to go to Egypt or go look at something real, uh, you never know. You could be you know, abducted or something. So it's better to play it safe. Absolutely. Let me ask you this question about the pyramids of Egypt. Okay. Do the pyramids of Egypt have a garbage can 10 feet in any direction from where you're standing? Oh. No. Well, then you might want to go to Disneyland. I don't do. think they okay. have churros either. <laughs> I guess we don't have do dough whips. Yeah. No, they do not. That is propi- uh, proprietary, specific to Disney. Okay, they're not going to get it. They can't get it. I don't care. I don't care if King Tut's asking for one. <laughs> right? Take that, King Tut. Hey, have you guys ever? Did you Did you know that we actually in Australia before um, before Disneyland was a thing? We actually had the first Disneyland kind of place. Really? What? Right. But yeah, because in Australia we don't do we don't have Disney, but we did have a thing called Mookie Bellows Big Bonanza, Ooh. and what it was was it was basically all. I think what happened was Walt Disney. The story is that he went. Uh, to Australia. I think he went there like sometimes like after the war because he was like hunting Nazis or something. And he went to this place called Mookie Bellows Big Bonanza, which was basically a guy that had all these live animals out in the outback. And he and he and he would dress up all the animals in, you know, different kind of costumes with pants and things on on the wallabies. And they put, you know, a little hat on a kangaroo and they'd be like, look at these characters. And it was great. You could go out there, you could do whatever you wanted. And it was sometimes really dangerous people got killed but i always thought you know there's got to be some tie between mookie bellows big bonanza and disneyland because that's basically what happens at disneyland wow there's absolutely a connection right there and i'll tell you one of those places it is it's in the haunted mansion in fact walt disney himself had said the ghosts who haunt these halls are the same ones who had died at mookie bellows big bonanza Bonanza, big bonanza so if you see those ghosts at the haunted mansion you know these were in the outback that's great. Whoa. Well, it's not open anymore, unfortunately. It got shut down because of all the deaths. Oh. I get real scared of ghost stuff. Is it real spooky and scary? It's the most terrifying thing you will ever witness, all right? Oh, uh, it is a real testament if you can make it through the haunted mansion, okay? It is a spooky place, and uh, lots of ghouls, ghosts, and goblins. And um, uh, it's, think of it like a... Um, it's it's like a like a like a hell house. Oh yeah. Oh, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So that's like Disneyland's hell house is the haunted mansion. Would you point to a single if you if you had to point and I guess I just have one more question if you had to point to a single place at Disneyland that best represents hell, what is that place? Mister Toad's Wild Ride. Yeah, absolutely. Opened in 1955 when the park opened, and they actually go to hell in Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. And uh, it is an adventure, and it is one that you're glad to get off of whenever you can. Uh, When that ride is over, you're like, thank goodness I made it. And it almost feels like a resurrection of sorts. Oh, that is so great. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, yeah, there's also kind of a weird thing going on, I think, with Mr. Toad and the other one. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Like, where are yeah like where are the ladies right Right. you know what i mean right like it's just a lot of close time for two fellas to be spending together well dov before we lose you here i just want to give you a word basket of encouragement about your mutilated face and whatnot from the gator i just if this encourages you at all i just want you to know that every time i see an alligator i think that right there 
is proof in the creation story and that evolution is 100% false because you look at that animal, that's a prehistoric dinosaur style animal. And if there was anything uh, like evolution, we wouldn't have a prehistoric animal in Florida. Okay, because God on the day of creation, on that day, God made um, two alligators. He made two, you know, French bulldogs. He made two, um, you know, chickens. He all of the things in that order. See, yeah, yeah, and so and so you can even think of your face as like you know what, in the same way that um, Walt Disney was the creator. You know, like he's kind of like God on earth. If Disney is heaven on earth, well, you can look at your mangled face and you can say this is proof of our our creator and that um, the earth was made in seven days and the animals were named by a fellow named Adam and um, and that your face is a testament to the truth of the gospel. Thank you. I certainly believe that. I absolutely believe my mutilated face is a testament to the one above. And uh, I also say that going to Disneyland is such a special treat. And there's something they have in Disneyland called the Hidden Mickey. And they have really? hidden Not Mickeys the throughout the park, little of. images yeah. of Mickey Mouse's head. And throughout the park, i got to be honest with you, I've never seen one. And I've been there many times. I have yet to find one hidden Mickey throughout the entire park. But oh. that's okay because that just means each time I go back, there's a little something I haven't seen yet, something I haven't discovered, much like here in the regular real world. There's all these treats and gods, little surprises and secrets that you have yet to discover. So you just got to keep on living. You got to keep on moving. Have a dough appear in there. But always be on the lookout for those hidden Mickeys because you're going to pop up one of these times and you're going to be glad you had your eyes peeled. Because you know what? As long as you believe they're there, they're there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dav Thiun was played by Dave Tooney. Dave pops up on so many great shows. I particularly loved him on I Am Not Okay With This on Netflix. I loved that show. You can see him improvise at UCB. Well, when improv comes back. Please, Lord, may improv come back. Follow him at Dave Tooney. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Grey Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes.